Continuing the Rambam, we finished today the introduction, the Hakdama as it's referred to, although the Rambam did not call it that. So we just learned that the Rambam says that anything that says in the Gemara, all the halachas in the Gemara, are binding on all of Klal Yisrael. Both of the Raises and the Takonis were accepted on all Jews everywhere. Nobody's allowed to uh, uh, deviate from the Psak of the Gemara. However, we just said that that applies to the, the Gemara. Any Chacham who arose after the Gemara, as the Rambam refers to them as Goenim, their Piskidinim are only bonding on the people with they with their Abonim, their jurisdiction, if you will, for lack of a better word. And that's true geographically, it's also true time-wise. So that a later generation comes along and says, you know, previous generation, they Paskin such and such, we want to differ, that's okay. Provided that you're not differing with the Gemara. The truth is, there could be differences between what's shot in the Gemara Gufa. That presumably as well is something that's only binding on, you know, if one, if the Goyin in Bavel says that the Pshat in the Gemara is this way, and another Goyin in Eretz says the Pshat in the Gemara that way, that's presumably acceptable because they're trying to both follow the Gemara. Okay. Udwaram Halal, these matters, Ram continues, Bedinim refers to the halachas of monetary halacha, Gezeris, Fatakanas, decrees and, and institutions, Umenhagas and customs. Gezeris refers to the things the Chum instituted to prevent us from transgressing the Torah. So, for example, uh, not to eat chicken with milk, you shouldn't eat meat with milk. Atakan is more an idea that's instituted for the purposes of remembering something or to, or, or to, um, to correct something which is uh, uh, more ideal, like the Atakan not to marry two wives. Right? It's, not, it's not that we can't marry two wives to prevent us from transgressing a prohibition in the Torah or their Isa. It's just for the purposes of whatever purpose it serves. People can't uh, you know, uh, accommodate so much, uh, to, both, to both wives. No, no, no. That's a completely irrelevant topic over here. That's not, no, that's not, that's not related over here. No. All these Darabonans that were, that were uh, um, instituted, that were established after the Gemara was um, uh, finished. Right? That's what this applies. That is not binding on all the Yudin. Al, however, called Varim Shabbat Gemara, Habavis, all the matters that are in the Talmud Bavli, I mean the Yerushami as well, but the point is, is that if the Bavli and Yerushami argue, we follow the Bavli generally, although the Rambam himself often passes like the Yerushami against the Bavli, but the point is, is that it's the later of the two Gemaras. Chayavim kol Yisrael lechazpem, whatever is in the Gemara, all Jewish people must follow. V'kayifim kol ir ve'ir, v'kol medin medina, we have the right to compel every city and every district. To conduct themselves according to the practices that were, con- that were instituted and conducted according to the Gemara. That's the, the, 30. To, to, to uh, follow their decrees and go in their, in their, in their institutions. Because these are our matters that all the Jewish people accepted and agreed upon. All the Jewish, uh, all, all the Yidden, all the Chachamim. And those matters that the, that the, 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 the sages, the Chachamim, instituted or decreed or they, or, they decreed, or they ruled that as they will a monetary halacha that this is how you have to you know um, this is how you have to rule in those, in those scenarios that is the halacha in, in those things that are in the Gemara were all the sages of the Gemara or majority they are the ones who receive the tradition in the essential uh, essentials of the oral Torah going back to and therefore, because all those matters mentioned in the Gemara are things agreed upon and accepted by the majority of the Chacham, the majority of the Yidin, they are binding on all the Yidin uh, for all generations. Uh, now, the sages among the Jewish people who arose following the ending of the era of the Gemara, page 85 in that Amma, I believe, Banu Bai. 
And we, ju- we just said that all, everything in Shas is buying an all Yidin. Everything that came about halachas that were discussed or, or, or new questions and answers that were discussed post Gemara are only binding if you're, if you're in that area where that going lived. Above all, it's Israel, whatever it is. So, who arose after the conclusion of the Gemara, and they, uh, they understood the Gemara. And their wisdom became famous as leaders of the Jewish people. And we call them Goinim, great wise men, right? Now, in the Ramam's times, the term Rishonim didn't exist. <laughs> the term Rishonim became later on in history when it became late enough to differentiate the early Goinim, what we call Goinim, from the later Goinim, what we call Rishonim. Like the Ramam, for example. The Ramam would refer to his father as one of the Goinim. We call the Ramam's father one of the Shainim. Okay. The Chal Elu Hagoinim Shambu Eretz Yisrael of Eretz Shinar and all these Chum who arose and led the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael in Babylon, Uvisfarad and in Spain, Uvitarfas and in France. They taught the Gemara. They learned the Gemara. They brought to light its mysteries and they explained its concepts. And that was their job to teach Yidin. Just like we learned in our Kaddish, wrote the Mishnah that became the base, bullet point, from a curriculum from which to teach Tarash of Alpeh. The Talmud Bavli is the base curriculum to eat for us to teach Tarash of Alpeh. And all those Chacham after the Gemara who taught, just like the Chacham who taught the Mishnah and explained are called Amaroyim, the Chacham after the Gemara who taught the Gemara and explained it are called Goenim. Why, why do you need people to explain it? After it's written down, after it's printed, right? Read it yourself and translate. So Ram says, The Gemara is very deep and it's very complex. Additionally, so besides the fact that the concepts are complex, Besides the fact the language is difficult because it's Lushan of Aramaic with other languages mixed in together. Different expressions. There's Greek in the Gemara, there's Aramaic, there's Latin, I think. There's, yeah. You have to look at the Steinsalz Gemara. He likes to break these things down. Why they write the Gemara in that Lushan? Why couldn't they write in Lushan Kaddish? He wrote the Mishnah. And the answer is because that language was commonplace among the population that it was written at that time. Just like Talmud Bavli, is, it was hard for us to understand, was very understandable to the people at that time. Excuse me, Talmud Yerushalmi, I meant to say. So the Talmud Bavli is written in a language that was uh, commonplace for the, for the people, the masses, at that time. And even in Bavl itself, where the Gemara was written, but in later generations, before you learn the Gemara, you got to first learn the lingo. So besides the fact that the Gemara is complex, the, the language is a difficult language for people who are not from Bavl, even during the times of the Gemara, and even in Bavl itself, after the times of the Gemara. Okay, so you see that, there's, that there needs to be somebody who's, uh, to be learning the Gemara, understand it properly, can't just be a, a, a regular, in the, uh, average person, to understand it properly. Now, the Rambam is continuing the discussion about Teresh of Alpeh, how it got from Moshe Rabbeinu to the Rambam. So we explained how it got from Moshe Rabbeinu to Bilan Nasi, Malpeh. Now we explain how it got from Bilanasi to the end of the Gemara, written down, Teresh of not written down. Now we're explaining post-Gemara what happened. The people after the Gemara taught the Gemara, and there's different ways of understanding the Gemara, it's very complex. And now we're going to learn that there's, uh, even, in the, even in explaining the Gemara itself, you have ambiguities and different opinions. So, and diff- different questions were asked by different people of various cities to the Ga'inim who were the leaders in their times and their places. To explain the difficult matters in the Gemara, 
there was no Rashi Yutoshis back then. All you had was the Gemara itself. So they would ask questions to their leaders. What is Pshat in this Gemara? Is it this way? Is it that way? And the Gemara would answer those questions based on their wisdom and understanding. Those people who asked the question, who got the answer right in the mail, they would collect those answers. They would collect Sfarim to understand them. So besides the mission of the Gemara, the Sifra Sifri Shilt, as we described, now we have a new Sefer called Shalos and Shuvis. We have a collection of responsa, as it's referred to, from various people to understand what the Gemara is saying. Okay. Gam Chibur, the Dhamma is basically telling us what he has in his library over here, Pasha. This is the Dhamma's library. Okay. Gam Chibur Againim, Shabbacholder, Chiburim, Nagbar, Gemara. Besides for these questions that were asked and they were answered, many Goenim explained in every generation works that were designed to be an explanation of the Gemara. Some of them wrote explanations to explain certain sections of the Gemara, certain halachas. Some of them did it based on not the halachas, like the halachas of Shabbat, of, Shab, halachas of um, I don't know, let's say, right? That's not a masechta, right? But then other people explained, uh, wrote an uh, explanation to explain a chapter of the Gemara based on the section of the Gemara, not based on the topic, based on what the Gemara is saying in that parak. Okay. Some explain whole masechtas. Some of them explain the daughter. Okay? Like, for example, this would be, include, let's say, the, the Rif, right? The Rif explained most of the masechtas and shas, and he explained based on what the halach is, and he used the Gemara's lashon as a, as a summary. Okay? You have the Bahag, right? Balachas Gedelas. Some of them made Svarim to explain Halacha Lamaisa regarding the concepts of Isifaheter. Isifaheter would include Kashos, Nida Lachaira, and Chiyavipatur, which is more monetary Halachas. Based on what was the call of the hour. So that it should be easy to understand to those of us, or most of us, who are not able to understand the Gemara, just black and white. This is the work of Hashem, the work on behalf of Hashem, so to speak. That was done by all the Go'inim of the Yidin. From the day the Gemara was finished until this time. So let's take a moment to notice, right, that, that instead of adding to the, you know, you have, in times of Rav and Shmuel, there was Shachar there was Gemara, right? All the, all the conversations of Rav and Shmuel existed in the generation, and they were studied and explained by Rabbi Nav Yosef. Now, the conversations of Rabbi Nav Yosef, for example, were added to the Gemara in their generation. They, they didn't close the Gemara and then make a new Sefer of the conversation of Rabbi Nav Yosef. The, the Rabbi Nav Yosef's discussions were added to the Gemara. The same thing happened in the next generation, the conversations of, of, of Abai and Rava. The same thing happened in the next generation, the conversations of Rav and Ravina Ravashi. However, that's when it stopped. After Ravina Ravashi, any shock of attire was not added to the Gemara anymore. That became a new work, a new era in Klai Yisrael, and that became the works of the Gaina. Okay, by the way, the Ramavan. That Ram does not mention it by name. Good question. But he goes, he puts it together with Goyin. Rabban and Savari are not described, described over here independently. But uh, the Ram, I think, in, in his Akdama, to his Pirish Amishnayis, does it very similar to this Akdama, but in much more extensively. Perhaps over there he. Okay. She, he, um, yeah. By the way, Artskull just put out what's called the Introduction to the Talmud. It's not the first of its type, but it's one of the very good Sfarim that goes through the whole history of, of the development of Tereshaval Peh. Again, because the Ram is only one, 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 uh, one work it does. You have this, you have the Igeris of Rav Shudar Goyen, this is Akdama, Ram is Pirish Hamashnai, Akdama. Okay, in any event, so uh, where are we over here? We are in so this is all the work of Hashem, which he, all the Goyen did, Miyem Shechur, Gamarav, Adzmanzef, the end of the Gemara's compilation until this time, which is when 
Shehis Shana Shminis Achamev Ve'elav L'chorim Bayis. This is the one thousand one hundred hundred and eight one thousand one hundred and eight year after the Chorim Beis Hamikdash. V'ishnas Abbas Allah from the Shamayis Shloishim V'shav V'sheva, which is four thousand nine hundred thirty-seven years. The Bir Yisraelam from creation. That would be the year one thousand one hundred seventy-seven on your iPhone calendar. That would be one thousand. Yeah. Now, um, the truth is elsewhere, in different places, the Rambam describes him writing this, this, this safer in different years, a few years before, a few years afterwards, and that's because... Yes, correct, exactly, the Shachedesh in Perakid Aleph, and the Shemitah V'yevel, because the Rambam wrote this Mishnah Torah over many, many years, and also revised it. So that's why sometimes you have a later halachas that has an earlier date, because the Rambam, in the earlier section, revised it after he finished the later section and added a later date. Okay, anyway. How long was the Rambam one in Pastor? I think 70? Maybe 63? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. 70, yeah? Okay. Now, okay, good. So th- now we know the history. This is how Hershwa Peg got to the Rambam. So now the Rambam explains why he chose to make the safer he made. And you see, it's very similar to his explanation as to why Rabbi Nassim wrote the Mishnah, despite the fact that till that time there was no Teresh Shabbat written down. The Rambam explains why he made his safer, despite the fact till that time there was no one safer for all the Yidin. I mean, for the Gemara there was really, but, but, um, but uh, so the Gemara you had Taka for all Yidin, but again, even the Gemara, there's different ways of, of understanding. So, in my time, says the Rambam, there's been many tremendous difficulties. I think the Rambam lived right after, right after the first crusade, the second crusade. I think the Second Crusade, right? King Richard Lionhearted, yeah? It was the Second Crusade. So, and Saladin, the emperor of Egypt, who was uh, the sultan, who was fighting him, was Rama, was his doctor, yes? That's... Yeah. In any event, so, whatever, whatever, whichever crusade it was, things weren't good. And things are very difficult. It's a difficult hour. And the wisdom of our sages is lost. The understanding of our understanding ones, or, or the understanding of our comprehension, is uh, closed. The Or it's concealed. The Fichim, therefore... All those halachas, those swarms to explain the halacha and the, the response that was written that the Goenim compiled, and it was seen then as clear matters, which explains the Gemara, which was, which was enough for them to understand what not know what to do. Niskash would be a main in our days, they're difficult. The Ain Maven they're not understood correctly. Their content. Elamat misper only some people understand them. A match of ma'at misper means only some people understand them. Only some of the content is understood. In any event, the ein soch leim of hagemara atzim needs to say the gemara itself. Habavus yishamis both habavus and yishamis v'sfarasafiv v'tasefta and all the different works of the the amaroyim, as we learned. Shehem tzrichim das v'chov they require broad knowledge, v'nefesh chachma and an understanding soul or a wise soul. Zman orach and also a lot of time. If you work for a living, it's hard to understand the kolatur kula and to know what to do every situation. V'achakach yivodim hemadarach and only after you have all that. Broad understanding and time on your hands, can you know the proper way? the proper way. to know what's forbidden and permitted. and also the other That is the problem. So there, there's a necessity arises. So therefore, the Rambam says plays there. Therefore, ni arti By you, it says ni arti or it's different lashon. Yeah, because other 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 gesorias are different lashon. So ni arti Yeah, I've sharpened my arrows. Elsewhere, there's lashon that I girded my loins. Yeah, that's what it's translated. Niarti says over here. Huh? It says Niarti. Niarti Chutzni. I think elsewhere there's a Lush in them, um, uh, a little, uh, just, um, let's see. In the, in the English it says, I girded my loins. Yeah. Girding your loins is an expression to fight. Right, what but there's a. You girded my loins? It? it means like I, I put, my belt, put my belt on with my weapons, basically. And so therefore, I, I've girded my loins, or again, the other, I think the proper translation of this is actually, I sharpened my arrows. 
Spaniard. I'm relying on, on the rock, Hashem, my understanding of these svarim, meaning the Rambam says, obviously we have to rely on the Eidushter, and I'm also saying it's my understanding of, 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 of what Hashem gives me in these matters. And therefore, by the way, the Rambam over here mentions the fact that he's a Spaniard, and in sympathy to the fact that there are going to be people who are going to disagree with him. And he himself just said that, that today nobody has the right to say that my psaq is binding on all of Claudius Yisrael. Rambam says, I'm from Spain, and if you're from Germany, you probably have somebody else who might disagree with me, so he, respectfully. But the Rambam's point is that, is that, he, that he, he's acknowledging that, that what he says is, is, is based on the, the, the Kabbalah of his, of his part of the world. Okay. I sought fit to collect all the matters which are clarified in all these different uh, works, all these different books. Regarding that which is permitted and forbidden, pure and impure, along with any of all the halachas of the Torah, I want to collect it all in a clear uh, terminology, in a concise fashion. This way, the entire oral Torah is organized in everyone's mouth, without any questions or difficulties, and without any uh, need to explain something. Okay. Objection. Rather than rather than rather than presenting in a way where this guy says this way, this guy says that way, do what you want. El Dvorim clarified matters, craving which are easy to understand. The chaynim upright, according to the law, based on what is explained in all these different svarim I've described till now: Mishnah, Gemara, Yerushalmi, Yerushalmi, Tosefta, Sefra, etc. From the Rabbi the Mishnah till today. Um, Mind you, the Ramam does occasionally, by the way, tell us. Yeah, yeah. Ramam does occasionally say different opinions in the Mishnah Torah, but but rarely. There's one time when we learned that he says his father says Azay, and I say Azay. Okay. Really? Rarely, I said. Yeah. Well, Mizanuzman, but definitely not as often as. Right. So all the laws should be revealed to great and small. But didn't call mitzvah mitzvah. The, the laws of every one of the tyrak mitzvah. So we didn't call advarim shetikta chamagamim. And all the matters that are not mitzvah Torah, but were instituted by the chamim, by the neviim, etc. Klolish adaver. The bottom line is here's the here's the bottom line of the matter. A person should not need any other work, any other book. Um, um, and, and related to related to the halachas of the halachas of the Jewish people, Torah. Rather, except for his, except for this one, Rather, this work should be a collection of the entire old Torah. Together with the institutions, uh, customs, and decrees that were done from the days of Moshe Beinu. Until the end of the Gemara, which are binding on all the Yidin. And in accordance with what was explained to us by the Gemara after the Gemara, the era of the Gemara, up until the Ramam's times. The Fiqh, therefore, because that's my. Now, the Ramam is not suggesting you don't need to learn Gemara. Because the Ramam himself told us in Hilchas Talmud Torah that a person has to divide his time between Shlish B'mikra, Shlish B'mish, and Shlish B'talmud, right? That a person has to divide his time, and in, 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 in he described, I believe, um, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, about the need to one third of your time should be spent uh, learning the, the reasons for the halachas and uh, the, 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 um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the logic and why you compare one to the other and all that. Um, and all that is, is a chiv in Hilchas Talmud Torah. The Ramam is telling you. All he's, all he's telling you is that in order to be able to quickly learn what the Pesach Din is, 
and know all the, the all the all the halachas in one in one one book in one shot. That's what the mishnah is used for. He's not suggesting l'chayra. I think maybe people argue this, but he's not suggesting that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a very humble. Right, right, right. Well, that's not the Ram's goal. He'd be humble, but okay, over here, right? But okay, Akaponim. Uh, so the Ram is not, he's saying that this is the, this is the safer from which you can learn the ma'aseh, the halacha in every scenario according to the Ram's opinion, and to know kol kula. Again, the chi of the Talmud Torah includes obviously Gemara, right? Shlish b'mikra. A third, a third of Allah of Sukkah and a third, and third is the Gemara. The Fikhan therefore Karasi therefore Karasi Bishim Mechimrze Mishneh Teirah. I call this work Mishneh Teirah. Mishneh means the second, like Mishneh Lamelech. So Mishneh Teirah, which can mean either repetition of the Torah, but here it means like a, you have the president, the vice president, you have the Torah and the vice Torah. This is the vice Torah, the second to the Torah, so to speak. Because first you learn Torah Shabbat which the includes Nevi'im Ksufim as well, because many halachas derive from the Pesukim. Then after you read the Mishnah Torah, so you read Tanakh, which is the, obviously the Torah Shabbat Then you read the Mishnah Torah, which is Torah Shabbat Shabbat And based on that, you can know the entire oral Torah. Then it's There's no need to read a safe in between them. You know, you know, for the purposes of knowing Teresh again, Mitzvah the Chi of of Talmud Torah, you have to learn Gemara, right? But not for the purposes of knowing Teresh Shabbal Peh, to knowing the knowing the halachas pesukis. Yeah, sure, in Chanami. That, that, so, that, so this is, right. <laughs> okay. Basically, he's saying we learn Tanakh and Rambam and nothing so, in between. Again, that, that's what's that's sad knowing to, to know Teresh Shabbal Peh. Not, again, the Ram isn't saying Nachal and Gemara. Again, yeah, the Ram himself says Chasam Teira. You have to divide one, your time one third Teira Shabbat one third the Rambam, which is all Chasam Mishnah, and one third the Gemara. Okay, good. Now, um, um, good. Okay, for Yisid Chalak Chibrezeh, the Halachas Halachas Bechol Yevin. I sought to to fit to divide this work into Halachas Halachas. The Ram over here does not mention actually that he's dividing the fourteen Svarim. Funny enough, that seems to be a lesson less crucial. The Ram says I'm dividing into Separate, it, separate, halacha, separate sections. Halachas means like a section of a book. And there's 83 halachas in the Ramah, I believe, right? Each set of halachas is divided to prakim. Right? For example, which is the first set of halachas, is divided into how many prakim? Nine, right? No, sorry, ten. Okay. Um, Every chapter is divided into small halachas, katanas, meaning like we call paragraphs, right? So halacha alf, halacha bay is in, in one paragraph. This way they should be able to organize in easily fashion to remember them by heart as, as is necessary. It can be memorized easily. Now these halachas of the content, like hilchas tefila, hilchas shabbos, hilchas malachim, yeah? Yeish mehem halachas shemhem mishpatei mitzvah achas mulvad. Some of them, mind you, have only one halacha, one mitzvah, the tayag mitzvahs, or even zero, like we learned in hilchas kalim, which is just the explanation, the description of the halacha, kalim that become tamay. The mitzvah sheish badirvei kabola harbei, um, because that's one mitzvah that has a lot of Teresh Peh around it. It's its own content. Some of these halachas, these sections, have many mitzvahs of Tarek mitzvahs. If all those mitzvahs fall under one category. Because this work, this book I'm writing, the Ramam says, is divided in sections, or halachas as we call it, based on the concepts. It's not based on which has more or less mitzvahs. It's not divided into 630 even parts. It's not divided in a way that you take the mitzvahs and divide them into, let's say, um, 61 parts. 
you know, uh, six, uh, 10 but minutes each or whatever. And that's not the content. As, as you'll see, when you read it, it become clear. Okay. Now, the amount of mitzvahs that are, that are, that are, um, that are neat, that are based on our mechuyif for us to conduct ourselves according to them at all times. Sheish meyes shloish esrei mitzvah six hundred and thirteen. That's a agreed upon thing. Everyone agrees that there are tayaga mitzvahs that are binding on all yidden at all times. Now, some mitzvahs in the Torah are not binding at all times, like the mitzvah to not go up on Har Sinai. That's not binding at all times, right? But there are mitzvahs that are eternal for all times. Six hundred and thirteen. When you divide it, we don't care whether this this section has one mitzvah, hundred mitzvahs. That, that's that, that's not relevant. That's not how it's divided. Now, there's a big machlekes among the Ga'inim and Rishonim. How will you tally the Tayag Mitzvahs? Everyone agrees that there's Tayag Mitzvahs. But how exactly do you tally that? Some Mitzvahs are, con- are considered the Tayag Mitzvahs. Other Mitzvahs are considered not included in that, and that count for various reasons. Either not considered eternal Mitzvahs, or they go in the category of other Mitzvahs, or they're a general Mitzvah. So there's various opinions. The Ramam can tell us his opinion, obviously. There's a Sefer, the Chinuch's opinion, which is basically the Ramam usually, I think. Um, but the other opinions, you have the Bahag and the Ramban. If you tally them all up together and, re- and remove the doubles, comes you have a total of about, I think, about uh, t- uh, 1,075 mitzvahs. And everyone agrees. You're, I, think, I think the main mechabim, the Sefer I saw does this, is like the Rambam, the Bahag, um, the Ramban. I don't remember the other ones. I think there's one or two more. So basically... Right. I'm saying the point is, is that... The point is, is that... Um, is that everyone agrees every yid is mechuyiv in all those one thousand seventy five mitzvahs? It's merely a question of whether you count it as part of the part of the, ta- the count of taryag. So, so um, echves, um, uh, tshuva is tshuva one of the taryag mitzvahs? I'm, I'm thinking of other examples, right? Some say it's not counted because it's a general call as the mitzvah, right? Right, right. Yes, and how you ta- tally it up exactly? Okay, good. Takapayim, there's taryag mitzvahs. Mehem mitzvahs. Some are some are positive mitzvahs. Thou shall. Masayim va'arav mishmaya two hundred and forty-eight. V'sim lehem minyan adam. The sim to them is a human person's limbs, like it says in the Mishnah. In um, um, uh, there's a Mishnah, not in always somewhere else, where it where it uh, counts the the, the, the two hundred forty-eight limbs of a body. The Medrash says it's like as if each limb of your body is saying, "Do a mitzvah with me." Mehem mitzvahs loisah say some negative mitzvahs. Thou shall not. Shalosh meis v'sheshim mishmuchamishim three hundred sixty-five. And the similar hem, which is the 365 days of the solar calendar, which each day is saying, don't do an Aveira on me. Now, it's interesting because we go after the lunar calendar, but you know, it could be the Vart is even in the, the, the lower element of creation, there's still a Vart not to do an Aveira any day of the year. Just uh, speculating. So Dhamma is giving us a sneak peek to Kiddush HaKadosh. We'll learn about that more. Okay. And now, for now, till we start the actual Dhammam, the Dhammam tells us all the positive mitzvahs, then all the negative mitzvahs. Then he goes in all the mitzvahs again together according to how they're divided in his Sefer.